0: But welcome to uh, another episode of the podcast. Laugh it up, fuzzballs! Uh, and uh, you're like, yeah, so means friends. Bring on the blue. Bring on the Danny. But no, no, dear listener, uh, you have a you have a special guest episode in a in a run of upcoming special guest episodes where neither one of the the fuzzy trilogy besides me is here. Today, I'm joined by a voice you've heard before, none other than the firstborn son, Corey.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. Glad to be back.
0: Yeah, Corey's back, and a first-time guest on the podcast. But uh, I don't know about long-time listener, but but currently a current listener of the podcast, uh, none other than Jack. Hello. Yeah, and you, you've heard us reference Jack. He of the the editing of a, a bonus ode that's probably already up. I imagine, because I I planned on dropping it today, the same day we were recording, when I remembered that I scheduled you guys to record. (laughs) Um, I'm the worst. (laughs) But I guess it doesn't matter, because I remembered in time it didn't leave you hanging, right? Right. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Literally, as the boy fell asleep, and I was like, ooh, I could go to sleep if I wanted to. No, I'm sure there's things I need to do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh but hey i am joined by by Corey and jack uh for a spoiler episode so uh long story short i saw the batman but uh, as of recording danny sort of refuses to see the batman might see it when it comes out on hippo mac question mark so sometime this april so in the next two weeks he might and then blue's just a busy boy i don't even know if he has the hippo max but uh I'm sure at some point he will see the Batman and have the opinions. But uh, as as I think it's been out long enough, I think it's time for some spoilage. And uh, I know literally on the Laugh at a Fuzzballs Facebook group, plug, 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 Corey was like, the Batman rules, period, which I thought was a very succinct, non spoiler review. And uh, the main comment on it was Jack saying, I agree. So there you go, podcast over. <laughs> well, it's been nice. <laughs> but uh, literally, I was like, fine. He's like, hey they were the first two to chime in i'll see if they want to jump on and talk the batman and uh where where to be i guess uh before we go you could discuss uh your bona fides like as far as it goes with dc and the batman core you want to start off
1: sure yeah um just my thoughts on the dc universe or in- just
0: uh, like, where do you where do you stand? Are you like a huge DC like reader? Or are you a big Batman fan? Like, how do you how do you co- Did you only see it because it was a Batman movie, or that's um, sort of what I was talking about?
1: Yeah, I I I like Batman a lot, but as far as DC, the whole DC universe they've got going on, um, haven't really cared for mo- most of it. Um, a couple a couple exceptions, but for the most part, not really my cup of tea. Um, but I was I was interested in seeing the Batman and for obvious reasons so I did. Yeah,
2: what about you, Mister
1: Jack? Uh,
2: I'm not super experienced when it
1: comes to DC. I think
2: my uh, my my longest term formative experience with DC was when I was a kid. Uh, the uh, Teen Titans show on Cartoon Network was coming out, and I don't think I even understood that it was DC Comics as I was watching it. I was very <laughs> <laughs> very young and. I, I just remember liking it, having a having a, a Beast Boy toy with the little Beast Boy car, uh, and I, I've grown to appreciate some of the uh, DC the stories that DC had to tell, uh, uh, both with movies. And I have a uh, hardcover version of the Killing Joke that I bought on accident uh, that I really enjoyed. So my <laughs> my 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 limited experience. My limited experience with DC can sometimes be a bit of a a plus and a bit of a minus when it comes to movies, because I feel like uh, I just get to enjoy them and not have to look for all of the Easter eggs. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. I mean, like me, I, I started like I read some comics like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and stuff before the death of superman but my first like foray into comics was like the death of superman everybody was into that That was before probably uh i think Corey was alive but jack probably wasn't <laughs> i I was not but, the, but that, that's okay that's fine we all got to be born sometime but uh then reading like dc but i also was reading like evil ernie and vampirella and it, it was sort of like a comic list curated by the comic book guy at the comic book store by like my junior high slash high school uh so he was like, You gotta read this weird shit. And I was like, Okay. And I bring it home and mom's like, What's this weird shit? And I'm like, I don't know, the weird shit the guy told me to buy. <laughs> <laughs> it's my money, Mom. I'll do what I want. Uh but yeah, and I, I found those comics. Uh they're all they're like in the paper sacks you used to get like the comics in, not even bags. They were just like brown paper sacks that were the exact size of a comic book. Um but it was like, Wow, what a what a weird motley assortment. But like reading comics like I definitely I think I read more DC than I read Marvel, but I probably am like a bigger Marvel guy than I am DC. But that said, like, I've always loved the Batman just because like Batman mania in 1989, like really hit hard. And I was nine. So like it, uh, it was in the cultural zeitgeist. And it was Mr. Mom was playing Batman like and, and uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest, Jack Nicholson was going to be the Joker, and uh, since then, like, I've always, I hate Batman as a character, like, in the comics, he's such an entitled prick, but I love reading his stories, it's sort of like, I don't like car crashes and train wrecks, but I can't take my eyes off them.
2: So, I have, uh, I have realized that uh, I, I also have kind of had a vendetta against Batman uh, after, I think I was, it was 2008, so I was nine years old, and uh, my dad went to go see the new Batman movie without me. Because, Uh-oh. you know, it wasn't appropriate for a nine-year-old. And that was the, you know, correct decision. But I, I was I was so sad that I couldn't go see the new Batman movie. <laughs> yeah, and like Batman
0: Returns and then those Schumacher flicks. Uh, and then, of course, you get, you know, Nolan diving in. Uh, like somebody, somebody said a thing about like Nolan versus Matt Reeves. And it was that uh, Matt Reeves brought Batman into the real world. While or no, Chris Nolan brought Batman into the real world while Matt Reeves tried to make Batman real. Mm. And I I thought that was an interesting thing we could come back to. But also, like with this movie, 2022, the Batman, because all of a sudden we're referencing the Dark Knight, like uh, an old man referencing the Facebook or the TikTok.
2: Well, I was just thinking that uh, after the Suicide Squad, we just put the word "the" in front of the title to make it better. I, I didn't even think about that, but good, good form, Jack.
0: <laughs> it's, it's literally some old executives at Warner Brothers being like, "What's the next movie? The Batman."
1: <laughs> I think the but next one is The Flash. So you know, we're you're we're right. Saying, yeah, you're, you're absolutely
0: right. Holy, holy God, it's all coming together. Although I think, uh, I think or you just the, put that one away. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The Shazam, The Fury of the Gods is the next one. <laughs> it, it's going up against the Avatar 2, uh, Fury of the Blue Cat People. So, yeah. But uh, Matt Reeves, I like I like his sensibilities. Ever since he came into My Zeitgeist with Cloverfield. And then, you know, his, his the second and third movies in that Planet of the Apes trilogy. I love Planet of the Apes. That's another one of my, my faves. So, like, I like his stuff. So, when I heard he was doing a Batman movie, I was like, hell yeah. I even remember when Ben Affleck was like course i'm gonna be in the movie it's matt reeves i would play an ape for him of course you know we know how that all turned out <laughs> but uh matt reeves gave us the batman and uh that's all to say what do you we'll, we'll start with uh cory what were your what's your initial reaction overall reaction to the batman
1: um well as you as you said my my little facebook review earlier i really enjoyed the movie um uh thought it was That was really well done. Um, It's uh, the whole thing, you know, I actually might be a little biased because um, the whole thing is like a a homage to the movie Seven, which is pretty much my favorite movie of all time. So that might be a part of why I enjoyed it so much. Okay. Have you you guys seen Seven?
0: Oh, I, I love Seven. That's such a great movie. I watched it for a class
2: first time.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. I that's usually my go-to answer when when I say my favorite uh, movie. But uh, yeah, and I I was very impressed with because I was a little skeptical going in. Um, partly Robert Pattinson, which who I don't have anything against. I'm not like some one of those haters who was gonna refuse to see the movie because of him. But he seemed a little I don't know. I've not. Uh, not really what I picture in the part, but I really enjoyed his performance and um, and the rest of the cast. They really killed it too. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a really well done movie. Not just not just a Batman movie. Well, it is a Batman movie more so than some of the previous, like the Nolan trilogy. Um, yeah, this one is more focused on Batman himself and not really his his villains. So that's who, that's who is good. the Batman
2: and what is the Batman? Yeah. But why is the Batman? <laughs> where Where is where is the Batman? You, you did me one better.
0: <laughs> where is Batman? Where is Batman? Here he is in the movie. Yeah,
2: I, I, I agree with all those thoughts. What about you, Jack? Uh, I walked out of this movie telling my friend that I went and saw it with that uh, it's my favorite Batman movie that I've seen so far, um, that I liked it better than The Dark Knight. And that uh, you know, even if you disagree with me, which is absolutely okay, you have to admit that The Dark Knight has competition now.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I think uh, I definitely right now people people are making arguments about one or the other. Yeah. So I mean, where where I say I I still think I like The Dark Knight better than the Batman, but that's not a critique of the Batman because I absolutely. I very much enjoyed the movie. Um, although I've I've read some articles about people pointing out some serious like. <laughs> plot holes in the dark knight that you just don't care about because the movie's good which which offers like the the chilling challenge that if a movie is really really good and you really enjoy it you're more prone to forgive uh any of like the the plot putty you know absolutely like oh sure yeah now that you mention it that doesn't make too much sense uh but who cares because it was such a good time what a fun romp like i think the biggest thing with the dark knight Is uh, the entire uh, Commissioner Gordon spoilers, I suppose, uh, getting shot and him like subbing himself out and then appearing later. (laughs) Like when you really like try to like figure out the how and the why it just doesn't make any sense. And when I was like, "Huh, you're right, that really doesn't make as much sense when I give some serious thought to it. But who cares? It's a good reveal. That and the as cool as that opening sequence is the entire school bus, like <laughs> crashing in and then like perfectly like entering a line of school buses. Yeah, that's that's comic book nonsense, but lovely comic book nonsense. <laughs> and that's that's one thing I will say about the Batman. I I don't know what I would what I would point the finger at for like comic book nonsense. It was a it was a pretty grounded movie. So yeah uh, and. Like, yeah. do you guys ha- have any thoughts on that? Like, uh, the Christopher Nolan brought Batman into the real world versus Matt Reeves like
2: making Batman real.
1: I'd agree with that. Yeah,
2: I, I yeah. think it's hard to disagree with that. The 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 Dark Knight it was such a like it it, it brought Batman I, exactly what you're saying. It brought Batman into the real world and gave him a gave him a a playground by himself. Yeah, you know, in a way that the others hadn't. Um he doesn't like, have any super powered super villains he he you know he he's operating basically with you know the real world in mind and uh I think the new Batman movie makes it feel like he is a real person
0: okay so I guess that's uh where where would you guys want to start like you know what just because it's interesting since it seems that that you're both pretty high on the film and i'm i'm also but is there anything that you didn't like jack
2: can i have a moment to think about it
0: of course you can Corey. do you have anything fired up
1: um i did not particularly care for the end the little cameo at the end well that's understandable yeah we're
0: total we're total spoilers spoilers (laughs) spoilers (laughs) spoilers,
1: friends Spoilers! It's the Joker, and
2: Bruce Wayne is Batman.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> granted that uh, that reveal was put into a little uh, different context with the release of that deleted scene, so that you know that the the little cameo was actually the payoff to a previous scene. Um, but I think it might have been better off if they just come cut out the character altogether.
0: Okay. I did. Th- I read like some stuff with Matt Reeves where he's he's not. He's basically said it has nothing to do with the Joker being like the next big bad for his for the next movie. He wanted it to to prove that uh, the Riddler wasn't the first time that that Batman went up against like uh you know a, a supervillain and that there there is much more than just like the Riddler in his Gotham. Um, right.
2: There's, there's the, other than just the Riddler who are kind of on his level.
0: Yeah. But I mean, you could, you could also do that with like a classic Batman scene of him walking through Arkham and just through the slits in the wall seeing like the different villains, (laughs) you know, like that's been done in many a comic and and many a show and, and some, not a movie yet, unless it was an animated movie, but uh, I don't know, like Barry Keegan, as the Joker, I uh I didn't really like it in the movie, but then when I got that deleted scene, I was like, "Oh, okay."
2: I'm going to be honest, I still haven't seen the deleted scene. I I saw that it was there and I saw that they added more Joker stuff, but I hadn't I felt the need to watch it. It's pretty cool in so much that it's it's completely
0: edited. Like it's not, you know what I mean, like you could see how it would have been in the movie at one point. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a de- although like Barry Keegan
2: mumbles a bit as the Joker. <laughs> Where it's like subtitles necessary. He's, he's a yeah, in, ju- in just the scene that he was in in the movie, I, I, I that I, I agree with Corey that that's the one thing that I, I, if I had to pick something that I didn't love.
0: Yeah, I would have liked it more if the deleted scene had just been in there. Um, I was like, and you know, it makes you wonder, like, okay, is is this the next one? Are we doing the War of Jokes and Riddles because that's a great Tom King story, um, you know, and it, it does fit right into like that time frame for Batman, like year two.
2: Was so there anything? A, I, I've things? seen a meme of people, uh, or the the Joker and the Riddler arguing over where's the border between a riddle and a joke, and who's encroaching on whose territory there. Yeah, no, it's a
0: really, it's a good story, and it's very kite man centric. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I do so, like the, I do like the Harley Quinn show. I, I do as well, very much. It was. Were there other things that either of you did not like? Um, I don't. Nothing.
1: No, not really. Um, nothing major, at least. I'd have to see it again, and then I could then I could like start nitpicking. But on the first view, no, nothing really sprung to mind. Is I don't I don't like this.
0: Okay, I mean, so like me watching watching the movie, and I I said it in my little review. I think the first two acts of the movie are gorgeous, beautiful, wonderful, awesome. The the third act. <sighs> It, we could have just ended with the Riddler getting caught. Like, I, it's a I didn't, long movie. I didn't need the entirety of like the stuff that goes down and like takes away from from that great like detective mystery and chase. I would I would have rather just seen the Riddler like off and two other people. You know what I mean? And like make make the movie that way. I didn't I didn't need his January sixth followers. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I'm not. I'm not even joking. It's not not really yeah. meant to be a joke because I I do no. think like. That's a part of it. And uh you know what I mean? Like I I didn't I didn't pay my good five dollars for the, the Thursday matinee at my local mom and pop movie theater for that. I I didn't want to see Batman punch ordinary misguided people in the face. I wanted I wanted to see Batman punch
2: the Riddler in the face <laughs> and punch the penguin in the face, you know what I mean? So But well, it's it's definitely a movie that by the end of it your bladder's full. Oh yeah. The yeah. And then and then full. the water's you...
0: rushing the water's rushing into Madison Square Gardens, which is <laughs> conveniently named Gotham Square Gardens. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it's a it's a battle. It's a battle. The water's yeah. rushing in. And you're, I, I you I like the you're third, and you're pissed off.
2: <laughs> I like the third act because I feel like it it really ties into maybe maybe not as much the plot of the first two acts, but really ends up tying into the story of Bruce Wayne at least the story that they wanted to tell for this movie and the themes that they wanted to present, Uh, as well as I I was really, I I, for a long time had wanted to see a superhero movie where, uh, you know, it it didn't necessarily end with a big climactic battle between the hero and the villain that ends in chaos, but maybe just chaos that the hero has to overcome. And I I think this, uh, this movie kind of satiated that, that uh hunger for that specific thing.
0: I mean, I guess at the
2: end he's not so much fighting the man as the idea. Right. Yeah. Like the disaster is caused by the Riddler, but it isn't isn't him directly as much. It's not like the like the disaster sequence in Batman v. Superman where it's caused by Superman fighting Zod. <laughs> Oh well,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't we don't need to invoke that movie in this <laughs> review. <laughs> I mean, 100% The Batman is a better movie than Batman v Superman. Amen. Uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's neither here nor there. Corey, what did you what, what do you think about that act structure and specifically like uh once once the Riddler is caught, where it heads?
1: I can agree that um the third act does kind of slow down just a little bit you know um uh but maybe i i think that's probably because the first the first two acts were just so strong that i wanted i kind of wanted more of that but i mean i guess yeah you kind of had to do the thing that you did um uh like the thing like what the end where the when the uh henchman says i am vengeance like well i guess that kind of ties into ties the whole movie together, so I guess you kind of had to have that <laughs> that that was really good,
0: yeah, um yeah, I mean I guess i i like I said, I enjoyed it, but I think I could watch that movie and get the Riddler caught and stop the movie and feel more satisfied if that makes any sense, yeah, um, the other thing I really didn't like is uh the the Bruce Wayne Alfred relationship. it's sort of uh. <laughs> I get it. It's year two, and there is angst in the comics with, like, Batman figuring out his father feelings. But, like, I was really excited to see Andy Serkis, like, play Alfred, and uh, I don't know that my excitement paid off. And just, like, oh, freaking, you know, old boy took an explosion for you. And, like, instead of, like, are you okay, the first thing he's, like, asking him questions like and blaming him you for lied,
1: things. You lied to me.
0: Yeah, I'm just, like first thing. like – Dude, you're a dick. Like, no, <laughs> like Batman. I already think you're a dick, but like, why? Why'd you just have to be a dick on Front Street? Like, right there. I don't. I was just. I don't know. That just in, in the midst of a great movie. I was like, oh, I hope they fix that shit in the next movie because right now I'm not very happy about it.
1: Yeah, I did kind of feel like I guess Alfred kind of got the short end of the stick. Um, when yeah, he's like not in the movie very much. And Andy Circus
2: is clearly capable of playing it well because the moments that he gets to shine he really does shine
0: yeah i don't know that i think there was any shining but he was there you know what i mean like and right. i guess it, it was just there to point out that uh at this point uh batman is 100 percent the real identity and bruce wayne is just like what he does when he refuses to wipe off the eyeliner <laughs> So and I, I like that. I like Batman so committed to like vengeance and like his new purpose that he's like not not doing anything besides that. You know what I mean? Like barely even sleeping. Like I, I actually dig that. I think that like fits into the Batman mythos. Like, whoa, if the movies continue, I could see us getting more of like, you know, debonair, like billionaire playboy Bruce Wayne as he figures out how to balance his lives. Um, and I think Alfred could play a part in that. It just, I don't know. It was, it was different. Like I told, I was, I told Danny and Blue. I messaged them afterwards because I had a bunch of questions and I was like, bugger, bugger. But then when I really like kept telling myself, like, this is a year two story. This isn't a year seven. It's not ten. It's not twenty. This is year two of him like coming back with his, you know, newfound martial arts abilities and and with his very rich, <laughs> rich pockets and and going off to be the Batman. And uh, once once I like. Okay, this is where we. I was like, all right, this movie's a lot better in my head. Like, like focusing on that. Unfortunately, I didn't go into the movie focusing on that because uh, there is no primer, right, for going to see a movie other than like your your pre knowledge from comics and whatnot. <laughs> Excuse We're me. black thereof. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but like overall, like I, I really, I give it like a, a B plus, A minus. Like I think it was a good movie. Like I definitely recommend it to people, and obviously, you know. <laughs> you guys are not alone. It is making all of the money yeah. and con- continuing to make all of the money. I don't know what it what its long haul is currently, but it's doing well for itself.
1: I'm actually kind of surprised that audiences are going for it, um, just because it is a kind it is a fairly slower slower movie and there's not very much action at all in the movie. It's all a detective story, so I would have thought that maybe people would get bored or something. But uh, surprisingly, you know, people are going for it.
0: I mean, it has has the right cast to get people in the theaters, even knowing nothing about the movie. That is true. Yeah. Like Zoe Kravitz and and uh, Sparkle Batman. <laughs> I, I say that jokingly, like, but, you know, like, it, yeah, <laughs> I am the night. There's a really great meme that I threw up on my Instagram of like, uh. Bella and Twilight and like one of her friends, she's like, Who's that? and it shows Pattinson in the cowl. and the cow and the one girl's like, That's vengeance. <laughs> Which
2: I, I was I was glad to see that uh, I think he kind of refused to get super ripped for the role, like a lot of other um actors are being asked to do. He got cast and they said, Hey, get ripped and he said no. I think that's very refreshing. I mean he's he's still pretty strong. He's still he's still really good looking. But he's, you know, he's a little bit skinnier than, I think, other Batman that we've we've seen, or at least they've been presented as. And he's definitely not... Uh, he didn't do what they asked, you know, Marvel actors to do. Like, if you see, you know, Chris Evans, who was really good-looking beforehand and very muscular beforehand, get absolutely shredded for the role. Yeah. I mean, I was a little worried about him being, like,
0: scrawny. And they only... There's only one scene where you actually see, like... Shirt off, how incredibly skinny like Robert Pattinson is. Yeah. So, and I appreciate because you know, like you can't show too much because there are people that just see that, then will naturally think somebody's weak, not realizing you don't have to get crazy rip shredded. You could be really rich with good toys, (laughs) and uh, and fight crime quite adequately. (laughs) But uh, I looked at the box office. I guess uh, it's sitting at 674 million, and it's almost like a 50 50 split between domestic and overseas, which is impressive. So it, it's uh, it's doing pretty well for itself. I think they're saying uh, it's past Spidey three. So hmm. yeah, at least domestically, maybe I'd have to. But yeah, it's uh it's doing doing pretty dang good for itself, and and no surprise. So far, it is the biggest box office hit of the year. We'll see. There's other movies coming, and uh, a pandemic that maybe is waning? Question mark. <laughs> Time will tell. Fingers crossed. Hands think. together. Look up to God. <laughs> <laughs> Think positive. Test negative.
2: <laughs> I, I have been using that phrase, and I stole it from you. So thank you for I, that. I, I think
0: I stole it from somebody else. I never claim originality. <laughs> the, the, it's, it's a spider web up in that brain. It traps all sorts of all sorts of data. But I'm mean, okay. What did what did you guys like? Talk positive. Why Corey? Why does the Batman rules? Why can uh-huh. has? Why Ken has cheeseburger? <laughs>
1: Well, I guess like we'll, we'll talk about the, the cast, which we already kind of did. But uh, even going beyond, you know, Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, who totally, totally rules the role of Catwoman. Um, then you got Paul Dano, who is um, who pretty much steals the show as the Riddler. Uh, and then there's Jeffrey Wright playing Gordon. Uh, that was a highlight of the movie, by the way, the relationship between Batman and Gordon, how they. How they really kind of trust each other and stuff like that and even the kind of the smaller roles like carmine falcone by with played by john tuturo and um oh yeah and uh the penguin with right. played by Colin Colin, oh my gosh who i still can't process that that's Colin Farrell. like it doesn't right. look like him, it sound like him it's uh like i just can't register in my brain yes
0: I that, was, that was
1: a
2: transformation
1: yeah
0: yeah, that's uh that's gonna win a an Oscar for uh for makeup one hundred percent, I think. It should. But, yeah. <laughs> It's it's really good. I, I heard a really interesting story of some guy on the set of the Batman as an extra and like Colin Farrell's Penguin being there and being really nice to people and him just being like, who's this extra? Like, who is this guy? <laughs> and like finding out later that it's it's not just like the Penguin, but it's Colin Farrell and him being like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> so and I like I, I like the idea of Colin Farrell being a nice guy too, because he just sort of gives off a hole vibes. You know what I mean with them eyebrows? <laughs> I think maybe I've just always thought he was a villain since watching and that that first Daredevil film
2: <laughs> and Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, yeah, also, I like Colin Farrell spoiler as an for actor. Fantastic Beast One.
0: Yeah, yeah, Colin Farrell. Uh, I I actually I really I enjoy him in like most things that he does. So and yeah, I can't wait to see the Penguin series on the HBO Max. Like I wanna see more from that character. It's it's very, very intriguing. And probably the most penguin penguin we've gotten, like on on screen. Although I, I'm I'm real partial to Danny DeVito, even though it's not like comic book penguin. But uh yeah, I really I really enjoyed it. And you nailed it right on the head there with Jeffrey Wright, Corey. Like, oh my god. I love Jeffrey Wright. I discovered him through Westworld, but now he shows up and everything's better for it. Like the watcher freaking Commissioner Gordon, like and I, I love that they you know, Jeffrey Ray, he's a black man and playing Commissioner Gordon and I didn't have to read a whole bunch of stupid <laughs> fanboys <laughs> mad. Mad because he's so great. You know what I mean? He, he killed up. It. It's sort I'm of sure
1: there's some I'm sure there's still angry people out there somewhere, but luckily luckily it wasn't too out there.
0: Yeah. And I like I like seeing John Totoro like getting back to, like, his dark mobster roots, you know? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a really funny guy, too, and he's he's done a whole bunch of different roles, but uh, I just, I really, you know, even, like, going all the way back to, like, Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing, you know what I mean? Like, I just, uh, I appreciate it. Like, it's oh, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he's reached that age where he can play Carmine Falcone, and you believe it. And you're like, and, and he's scary. You're like, right on. Way to, way to go, Mr. Man. <laughs> <laughs> He's come a far away from those Transformers films, let me tell you. <laughs> from getting
1: <laughs> peed on by a Transformer. Yeah. <laughs> uh
0: what a i I mean, we can we can all pop off one at a time, things we like, or you can keep going, Corey, whatever you want.
1: Um, let's see. Um we'll we'll hear from Jack while I think about what what else That's you, Jackie Boy. Sure. Uh I I like that the
2: movie made me feel stupid. And I think that is a the highest compliment that you can give to any sort of mystery esque movie or any mystery esque story. If it makes you feel stupid, if it gave you, you know, just about all of the hints to figure it out yourself, or to at least to figure out certain elements yourself, and you still retained the mystery without giving anything away. That's a that's a that's high praise for any sort of mystery film. Fair I think enough. it was the I think it was the uh el rata alada uh riddle that made me feel especially stupid okay growing up in you know southern california i can't speak spanish but i did take two years of it and still miss that <laughs> see
0: i i get that was spoiled for me in advance and honestly i i think i posted something on laughing at fuzzballs about like the url like thing that had like where the riddler would talk to you before you ever saw the movie and I wish I hadn't seen it because, like, when it came up, I was like, "Oh, I already know about this." Yeah. So, and like, I thought about it. And I was like, "Why'd you put that up before?" Like, you sort of like, you know, yeah, for anybody that to... anybody that jumped on that, you gave away that really cool clue. Like, yeah, the thumb drive was thumb drive was good too, but you know, again, border, <laughs> bo- borders borders on a joke. Oh, it's totally a joke. <laughs> like. Riddles, riddles are are part of like puns in that that vein of humor for sure. Absolutely. So yeah, although like he, he's a really I like Riddler as a villain, but he's not a good Riddler yet. <laughs> he, needs, he needs to work on them riddles.
2: Yeah, um, and it was, you know it was very inspired by Seven and inspired by the Zodiac Killer, which was very I, I think a very interesting at, uh, direction to take that specific villain. in in a way that as far as i understand we haven't seen before
0: yeah not not to my knowledge there's been darker riddlers i mean he's a character that killed his own daughter but um not not to this to this like vein like yeah yeah. which is interesting you know matt reeves like working on it and like if the riddler was real what would he be and uh, i don't think that's like a far jump to like to take Riddler the way that he did. And like Absolutely. Corey was saying, I I love the piss out of the movie seven. So I appreciate having like that type of story in the superhero movies.
2: Yeah. I was really looking forward to, uh, you know, around the time we saw the first trailer and I was like, okay, maybe Robert Pattinson wouldn't be so bad as, as Batman. And, you know, people were saying that it was going to be very uh, detective being for the world's greatest detective. I was very excited to see uh, a- an aspect of Batman that I hadn't really gotten to know too well yet, as someone who's not a big comics reader or a especially a big fan of Batman.
0: Right. Yeah. What a uh, so like something like uh, the first thing I was going to point out that I really liked was like Corey said the uh, Commissioner Gordon uh, Batman relationship. Um, I also like. I so sort of weird it's tangential but like Moon Knight just came out and I'm not going to spoil Moon Knight although I really enjoyed the first episode but one of the things about about Moon Knight that's interesting is his fighting style and and I'll get there I promise it's not too much of a divergence I think I, I see
2: where we're going
0: Moon Knight's fighting style is that he just goes balls to the wall, like all in, and does not block punches. He takes every single punch and just and just fights and fights and fights until he wins. And like he gets bloody and he gets effed up and so much that like Taskmaster, like in a comic, who will mirror any any hero's style, refuses to mirror Moon Knight because right. Moon Knight doesn't block blows. Right. And Taskmaster's like. That is a bad fighting style. Like yeah, I, I will not, I will not do this. And and I saw elements of that in this version of Batman, where like everybody's like, oh, he's just taking punches. No, he's just refusing to block them. Like he's so dedicated to being vengeance yep. that like he's just running full on, you know, full tilt into the into the meat grinder, to like to do what he thinks is right for the city of Gotham. Um, and I was just like, huh, that's interesting. Cause I don't know that I've ever seen, I've seen Batman get his ass kicked, like in comics, but I've never seen like that young Batman, just like full tilt, like going at it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I was like, huh, I, I wonder, I wonder, uh, this, <laughs> it's, it's,
2: it's an interesting take on Batman, but I also sort of loved it. I, I, I mean, I can tie that into the, one of the kind of themes of the movie is what does batman need to be and what does he need to be for the city uh in that first scene where we see him walk out of the darkness and save the dude that's getting you know beat by all the people in the face paint uh he kicks the absolute living shit out of every single one of them and then he goes to help the guy who was getting beat up and that guy is just as afraid of him as everybody else is And that kind of continues through the movie of him just being a symbol of, hey, if I'm scary enough, people will stop. Uh, But the cops are afraid of him. Citizens are afraid of him. Everybody's afraid of him. But by the end of the movie, with that natural disaster, he literally becomes a walking beacon of hope and kind of learns that, hey, this is the kind of Batman. This is the kind of hero that I need to beat. Yeah. As, as far as we understand, there might not be a Superman in this universe to inspire that hope. Yeah. We we shall see. Safari
1: just Batman. Corey. Yes. Thoughts? Yeah. Uh, you know, despite the dark the mo- darkness of the movie, it's actually pretty um, optimistic in the end. I guess you could say. You know, with Batman deciding deciding to help the city, it's not like the Nolan trilogy like all kind of ended on kind of a down note like well not not all of them but I the mean it kind of Mo- ended
2: with them saying hey maybe Batman shouldn't be
1: yeah exactly and and this one this one you got Batman deciding he's going to become become a beacon of hope for the city something so better it, it's a, yeah it's it's refreshing
2: yeah, yeah uh, it, I, I, it, I, go ahead I think they really tied that in well with the scene where, you know, he's talking to Riddler at Arkham. And this whole time, the Riddler totally thought that Batman and him were, you know, on the same side because they were both just trying to inspire fear. That's something that villains do. That's something that terrorists do. And, you know, he was trying to inspire fear. The Riddler was trying to inspire fear from the, the, you know, corrupt officials thinking this whole time that Batman was on the same side as him and you know, when that one Riddler henchman, you know, says that he is vengeance, that really brings it full circle and wakes Batman up to be like, hey yo, I need to go about this differently because I'm inspiring the wrong kind of people.
0: Yeah. And I, I did I did appreciate that like scene with Paul Dano when he's like the most Riddler of like the classic Riddler. And, and him being like, we're the same, and I, I love that drawn out tension of you're 100 percent convinced that the Riddler knows that Batman is Bruce Wayne. You're like, here it comes. And he's just pulling that taffy, and you're like, oh, this is painful. Oh wow, he's just fucking with him, and then he doesn't know, and you're like, wait, what? Okay, like, cool.
2: Yeah, I was, I
0: was so like. Wow. Like, I can't believe you you still got away with him not knowing after all of that. Like, that's pretty impressive. Like, like, way
2: to go. <laughs> he, he was too lost in the vengeance sauce. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, he's, he, he's he's too busy, you know, trying to team up with Batman to take down Bruce Wayne that he can't see.
0: OK, that, that sounds fair. Corey, you got more stuff that you really, really liked?
1: Um... I mean, just I really like the look of the movie, you know, the cinematography, the way Gotham looks, uh, possibly the best it's looked on film ever, maybe.
0: It is the best Gotham of a Batman movie, I would say.
1: Yeah, Yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. And I love this, like the scenes where like uh, Batman's fighting those guys and like, and it's all dark, except the only lighting comes from their guns. That's a really cool image there.
2: And I've seen some people talk about, you know, how they want to see, you know, a Batman that's just basically the horror monster of the movie. Well, yeah.
0: So, like, when you were talking, Jack, about, like, him being, like, scary, 100%, like, that scene with Penguin and the Batmobile.
2: Oh, my God.
0: Like, the Batmobile as as the horror monster, the freaking shark of Jaws. I was just like, oh damn! Like I'm, 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 I'm feeling aroused, and it's not just because of the loud engine. Like, yeah, holy moly! They, I was like Matt Reeves for directing Christine, the next adaptation of Stephen <laughs> King's Christine, one hundred percent. Like <laughs> the the
2: sound of the engine was terrifying. It shook me to my core, and uh, Matt Reeves was looking for some sort of screeching noise and he actually found it in taking a youtube video of a bottle rocket being set off and basically stretching it out to be the engine okay that's what that scream was yeah
0: it's oh it's it's so lovely like if like ultimate like favorite scene like that entire thing like just (laughs) and i thought like because they showed it in the in the trailer you know like the car flipping over and like Batman coming with his loud boots. Uh but it was it was even better. So, so much fun. And I like I like that Batman he has gadgets, but he's not only gadgets, you know? Yeah. He's like smart gadgets. Even even has like the battering like implanted into his <laughs> chest. You know what I mean? Although we didn't get to see it used as a battering. We just saw it used as a knife. Uh and he's got, and he's only got one. the he's got the the Obi-Wan, don't fall off the the uh cloners facility like spikes on his on his gloves. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite sure what he's using those for, but I'm I'm pretty sure those are just or know that it was Django Fett that had him when he was falling and he, he pulls him out and he slaps him down so he doesn't fall off. And that's that's very convenient when you're a, a superhero that does the rooftop thing. So
2: <laughs> And is still it. a little bit fearful of some of the rooftop thing as we see right before he, you know, jumps off with the wingsuit, which I thought was really, really cool. The wingsuit was cool too. Yeah, and you know that's some. We get an example of him. You know, it's still in the year two. Yeah, he's still yeah. new at this. He he doesn't have a cape that he's super skilled with flying with. He's got a little wingsuit and he eats shit. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, and I I like. It's very it's inspired by some of the best Batman comics, like Long Halloween, and I forget the, I forget which one does the contact lens uh, with the the playback video, but that comes from a comic. and it might have been Jeff Loeb was really excited to have seen it to seen it in there. Um, but the, I thought the, I thought they did a good job with the tech, like you know what I mean? You're like, oh this, this could be this is probably stuff that exists,
2: or if yeah. it doesn't, someone's working on it right now. I think the I think the eye contact thing was the only thing that I was like, oh, man, we, I don't think we have that yet.
0: <laughs> that we know about
2: that we know about. Yeah. And government <laughs> spying on us <this> with birds. <laughs> birds. You, birds. You watch too much TikTok there, Jack. <laughs> birds ain't real. They all went extinct 50 years ago and the government replaced them all with camera drones.
0: Because that makes a lot of sense. You know, today on Thunder Mountain, I think I saw the fattest crow I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it was this big old mamma jamma, like, like freaking uh, Val Kilmer Batman big. <laughs> and, uh, man, if that thing's a government drone, we're all fucked. That's all I'm saying.
2: <laughs> it's
1: dropping So, bombs. uh... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Corey you, you talked about Like uh, the dark scenes have, have have either of you seen the funny memes Where they're like Batman through the ages And it starts with like Michael Keaton Batman And they just progressively get Darker and darker to where you Can't see the Batman <laughs> And then it's like it's like Batman <laughs> 2 2025 and it's just a black Screen <laughs> And I was like it, As much as a, a joke As it is it's actually Sort of true because they just took screenshots, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. I was like, I don't, yeah. I don't mind that much. You know, I, I feel like the more obscured Batman is, the scarier he can be. I, w- I was a little worried from the trailers that it was going to be hard to follow because they
0: even showed like the darkness in the trailers. But maybe it's because I saw it in the movie theater. Like we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see when it's on a smaller screen. Yeah. You know? Like if that makes a difference. But that's uh, the jury is out on that because I haven't seen it on a smaller screen yet. What else? What else we got to say about the gritty noir Batman
2: action uh-huh. pieces, themes, sexy Zoe Kravitz? That also made me feel stupid. Why? She's very pretty. <laughs> so you felt stupid because she was very pretty. The
0: okay, I I guess. <laughs> There's a pretty girl in the Batman movie. That's what I'm saying. Her, her name is Paul Dano. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what? okay, so, Corey, going back to you, so you, you mentioned Seven, so is it just, like, the the vibes of the movie, or specifically, like, the murdering, or, you know, because there's not, there's not at the end, it's not like they're in uh, Gotham Square Gardens, and, like, <laughs> one of Riddler's followers walks up, and, like, Bam has to be like, what's in the box? What's in the box? You know, it's not that specific.
2: What's in the question mark coffee? <laughs>
1: yeah i think it was just really clearly influenced by seven like um the there's a lot of rain seven is pretty much all rain um and the the riddler uh leaving messages behind stuff like that um all reminds me very much of uh john doe from seven uh stuff like that and yeah the overall vibe i guess you could say
0: yeah i mean like if you're if you're Listen to his friends and you're like, oh, comics, like what? Like literally you could go to like Streets of Gotham, uh, The Dark Knight, uh, definitely the Long Halloween, Dark Victory, even Arkham City, um, Batman Damned, which is one of the newer versions, like, and then the War of Jokes and Riddles, if you're looking for like a, a darker Riddler, like I was sort of hoping to see like the, the question mark carved into Paul Dano's chest at some point, maybe the next time, um. But yeah, like it's they they chose the right comics. And I have to say, like, you can tell this movie wasn't haphazardly put together. A lot of time and thought was put into it. And even though it is a long movie, like a lot of care was taken and the the shot construction and the, the VFX when needed, you know, it just it's a very deliberate movie. And you can see Matt Reeves, like, plan for, like, where where it went and where it could go. And I, I really appreciated that. You know, like, as serious as, like, Christopher Nolan, like, took the Batman movies, at least the first two of the trilogy. Um, I'm not a big fan of the third one. But, like, yeah, like, it, it it was a serious movie by a serious filmmaker about a semi-serious comic book character. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciated it. I don't Your know. About
1: um, okay. I have a friend who who really liked the movie as well. He says that this is like the closest to the Batman of the animated animated series that has been on film. I don't know. if you, you guys think so as well?
2: From uh, my very limited experience watching kind of some clips from maybe I think it was the Justice League uh, animated show, like it seems like this is a Bruce Wayne that could definitely grow into that batman who's willing to like you know i've seen the one kid the scene where he's comforting the kid who's gonna die and she knows she's gonna die but he stays with her and holds her hand on the swings and i feel like this batman could definitely grow into that batman
0: yeah i don't i don't know that we've seen the animated batman on screen yet um because it's just that's just such perfect like encapsulating like golden age silver age batman with that like you know timeless yet still like 1950s like gangster noir um so i don't i don't know that i agree but i could i guess i can see like the influence if if somebody like wanted to make an argument about connecting it i, I think they're they're very different things but I, the this batman felt authentically batman to me and I, that's weird to say but you know what i mean if I right. like I, I like that he was Batman for almost the whole damn movie. Like, I don't necessarily need Bruce Wayne, like shagging shagging broads and, <laughs> and drinking and, and doing charity work and, you know, hiring, hiring a VR scientist that loves Riddler Riddles and has a <laughs> has a fun Coney Island machine and is a small, tiny apartment. You know, like <laughs> I don't necessarily need any of those things.
2: Yeah, um, it's. it's... Reminiscent. uh, There's, I think, one scene from one of the animated either movies or shows where, you know, all the Justice League are kind of revealing their identities to each other. And Wonder Woman has them all grab the lasso of truth. And, you know, Barry Allen, Clark Kent, uh, Diana Prince. And then he just goes, I'm Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. So and I mean, I, I like I said, I see I see room for the 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 Bruce Wayne alter ego like cover for for the Dark Knight to exist in the future. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I sort of, like, they took that, like, in the third Christopher Nolan movie, how, like, Batman's, like, disappeared from the public eye and shows up and is like, oh, shit, that's the rich guy. Like, I I sort of appreciated that that's where he started, you know? He's been gone for however long, and they're just like, man, that guy's a recluse. He's just got lots of money. He's a weirdo. There he is. (laughs) Hmm. But, okay, something that I don't like, and this is just nitpicky, but Batman shows up, to the iceberg lounge and like just shows up at the door. He's like, I want to see the, I want to see us. And the twins mess with him. Right. And then he breaks in, shows up an hour later, sans cow with the same damn voice and the same way of asking that he wants to see <laughs> the penguin. And nobody's going to figure out that Bruce Wayne is Batman.
2: I mean, I, I guess we could say that it's the, the same thing as not figuring out that uh, Clark Kent is Superman.
0: No, because those glasses are legit, Jack. You take them Oh, that you're bad. right. You're right. <laughs> it's because they're not looking. Why would, why would they look there? I'm just like, if you if you put those two scenes side by side, they're just so close that even even the thickest of skulls might be like, wait a minute, Batman came like this. <laughs> <laughs> he had the same jawline. line. <laughs> I mean, maybe he hit him in the head and then they couldn't remember. I don't know. Yeah, not the not the sharpest tools in the tool shed, that's for sure. But I was just like, okay, that would that's like an interesting choice. Like I know like you do some of that stuff just to have like thematic resonance, but I was like, oh, uh, question mark." <laughs>
2: not the not the sharpest spoon in the shed. Yeah. Yeah. What what other thoughts do we have? Uh,
0: do we have any thematic things you want to talk about or I, I don't want to i don't want to bore you bore you and force you to talk too long about it if you don't want to but this is your avenue guys i mean i have been a little critical tell me why I'm wrong the silence is dead, <laughs> <guy>. <laughs> I, I feel i feel like people are going to be like man Wookiee did not like the movie but i did i did enjoy the movie very much and I would like to see more from this world i uh, I'm very pleased with the the money that I spent uh, I want to one hundred percent when this is on the hippo max I'm watching it again like mm-hmm. the the day it comes out or shortly after. Um and that says something because like oftentimes I'm like ah, I've seen that movie I don't need to see it right away
2: unless it's throw Ragnarok I'm going to watch it all the time. <laughs> yeah, my my uh my repeat movie was Rogue One. I saw that five times in theaters.
0: Oh, I I've, I've seen that movie many
2: a time. It's Thinking uh, of which? Uh the cinematographer for this movie was the DP for Rogue One. Ooh. So that could very much be contributing to why it looks so good and why it resonated to me. And DP is just a different way of saying cinematographer, right? Kinda. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah. I didn't know that. That's cool. That makes sense. They're both it's a pretty movie. Like it's 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 shot well. You don't you don't finish that movie and say, Man, wow, that was just shot like garbage,
1: wasn't it? It's not like a Marvel movie.
0: <laughs> Meaning what?
1: <laughs> not not that they look like Garbage, but the they tend to be have pretty bland visuals. I can agree with that a little bit, even though
2: you know I'm a I I, I love me some Marvel. I can I can absolutely agree with that.
0: I I, I like the way the Marvel movies look. So uh, yeah, I, my, I'm, I I'm not saying sp- I,
2: I dislike it. I'm just saying I agree that sometimes it looks a little bit bland when it could look fantastical.
0: I mean, the Batman was basically like black and gray, so. Like you know it was shot very well, but I don't know uh color palette wise that uh that they were going for anything striking there wasn't even like it wasn't even like Schindler's list with
2: like red jackets and sadness, you know what I mean it's palettes it's it's, it's depth it's framing it's <laughs> yeah lenses it's scary Batmobiles
0: and good shots and eyeliner
1: <laughs> that's he,
2: he my looks a hell of a lot better than I did when I tried eyeliner
0: there, there you go there's there's always room for you to be year two, Jack <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I feel like uh I feel like I'm forcing you guys to talk longer than you want to. Final thoughts on the movie. Who wants to go first?
2: Yeah, it was pretty good.
1: <laughs> good movie is good, go see it if you haven't yet. Oh well. Uh, Danny, go see it. Again. Go in, never mind. <laughs> but but. Well, we
2: we can just show Danny the clip at the very end of both of us saying, "Danny, go
1: see it." There we go. Fully, yeah, I don't fully endorsed.
0: I, Danny, you'll have to let me know if you actually like listen to the spoilers before like seeing it. <laughs> like uh, I'm curious. I wonder because I I don't know that he cares so much that to go in blind. I think really the truth is that uh the Joker hurt us all so bad
2: that uh that danny's just down on dc so and that's fair yeah yeah I, I think uh i think it was batman v superman and and suicide squad without the uh, for me that uh that put a dent in their reputation but
0: okay i actually i, I, I am aware i enjoyed you guys that i enjoyed that first suicide squad when i saw it in theaters with my wife yeah? Really? Like, that was perfect popcorn shoved in the mouth fun. I'm like fine. I don't know what's going on with the weird rocky creatures, but uh <laughs> Yeah. It was fine. It was silly. It was very comic booky. Yeah. So, and I I wasn't expecting a masterpiece from the Suicide Squad. So, yeah. I think I think the Suicide Squad is a masterpiece. It's a very good movie. Uh but I like James Gunn's sensibilities very much. I want more content from him, but I mean, I could say after seeing the Batman, I want more content from Matt Reeves. Like he he gives a rip about like the movies that he makes, Absolutely. and that uh, he has something to say. And yeah, and I I I want him to keep playing in the toy box, and I like that it's not connected to the rest of the DC world. But that's fine. He can have his own little universe. Nolan got his universe. He gets his universe, and uh, hopefully, it's not Joker for the second one. Yeah. I am yeah. I'm on the train of I wanna see Mr. Freeze. Give me what Mr. Freeze is like in this real world. And uh yeah, I think that I think that could be fun in doing Heart of Ice with his wife and, and tearing at everybody's heartstrings so didn't watch Batman the animated. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know what? Um just, despite how much I like this movie, I I still think we're gonna run into Batman fatigue soon because he's going to appear in in flash he's going to be in batgirl um not sure what else but it's like okay come on guys
2: yeah some some down to earth versions of of or down to earth reimaginings of different characters as to as opposed to down to earth adaptations of characters i think is is something that would be really cool to continue going forward in the future like the, in, in the dark knight yeah, the Joker is plausible, but he's not as much of a uh quite not quite as much of a, a a real person that you would see whereas in this case the Riddler has been completely reimagined to basically be the Zodiac killer. I think that'll be that could be interesting to continue going forward. Poison yeah. Ivy would be really cool to see in that style too.
0: I guess the question is are all of Batman's rogues
2: like serial killers now? Just mobsters and serial killers? Well, you need to. You would need to have people who can mentally really, really compete with Batman and really stump him for, you know, maybe not necessarily three hours, but you know, <laughs> a, a movie's worth of stumping. Because I think I want to, you know, if, if we're gonna continue this Batman, I want to see more of the detective shit. Yeah. And I guess that's where kind of the Riddler comes in, or or sorry, the Joker comes in. But I'm I'm hoping that there are other villains from. Batman's drogues gallery that maybe I don't know so well that could still fit that role and kind of stump him for a while. Yeah,
0: it's almost... I mean, to truly stump him and have the audience going, you almost need to do the movie without people knowing who the bad guy is. That would be cool. Yeah, I don't know that if that's would
2: be cool. possible in today's age, but it could be cool. I mean, there have been a couple of big twists for, you know, Marvel and Star Wars that they either do a really good job of hiding or misdirect so well yeah like i don't i think they successfully kept the ending of mandalorian season two under wraps really well but they also had a backup in case it got out everything was you know instead of instead of luke skywalker it was Koon.
0: yeah i mean it it definitely happens and it's possible uh but it fuck that's that's a lot of work and uh, it, work. it depends on how much people care. And in the case of Batman, people care. Like even people, some people just care because they want to hate. you <laughs> know what I mean? Like, like love him or hate him. You still pay attention to Batman. Uh, that's and true. Sp- Spider-Man's also like in that vein. You know what I mean? Like number one Marvel versus number one DC. I mean, Batman has his own fucking statue in LA. Burbank. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a Jim Lee version of Batman's <laughs> statue that's just like there go pay homage pay tribute to the to the dark avenger <laughs> but um all right any any final thoughts before we wrap up guys i'm vengeance you are a vengeance yeah if uh you don't you don't do your job well jack i am vendetta
1: well we'll we'll let you
0: we'll 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 let you last movie good go see movie
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much <laughs>
0: cool beans well uh that's uh that's just our, our spoiler review getting uh getting two uh new voices or one one old but back voice and one totally new voice just talking a bit about the movie i think i think you can figure it out we all think it's a, a very good movie that is worth your time i don't know that we actually spoiled it too much although I yes about, i don't
1: think we did yeah
0: bruce wayne is batman uh and uh and there's a bad guy and people die and uh, there's vengeance and, and horror movie tropes. And riddles. And, and riddles, yeah. And rats. Yes. Uh, El Rata Aladas. And, uh, yeah, and uh, a completely unrecognizable Colin Farrell. And uh, beautiful Zoe Kravitz, who very good Catwoman, but, like, changing that Catwoman story. But I'm okay with that. That's okay. I uh, And uh, Batman really being Batman. You know what I mean? And in love with being Batman. Much more than he's in love with. Being inside Catwoman house, but <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's okay. That's all right. It's not a it's not a steamy, sexy story. Although there there is there's steam. a There's a moment, and there there is uh, tension. <laughs> there is tension. Uh, but yeah, a good movie. Thanks for joining me, guys. Uh, you got anything to plug before we round out? Check out the Laugh It Up Fussball
2: podcast. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. I've been listening for a while now they're currently doing that jack they're listening to it no way <laughs> the
0: only way they hear those words is by doing <laughs> what you ask them to do <laughs> maybe so you- well, they're ahead of the curve then we say thank you <laughs> <laughs> way to listen to jack and not even realize you're doing it <laughs> friends Listening to the podcast do you know jack you don't know jack but now you know jack <laughs> or at least know uh, jack's opinions about uh the batman movie uh you know the drill laugh at a fuzzball podcast at gmail.com send me an email i'll reply jerry i promise someday i'll reply um but nobody nobody sends emails so uh there's just the one jerry that i need to reply to but we've talked on the social medias because we're buddies outside of the podcast the high school friends um he just had a birthday happy belated birthday again mr jerry um at wookie right on twitter and instagram you guys got social medias to plug yes no maybe so
1: um i've got uh, i've got a twitter which i but i rarely tweet so it's k-i-u-s-a-g-i and the number seven one i mean maybe i'll start tweeting more sharing my thoughts (laughs) and things yeah man I'm uh, I'm at Holmes himself on TikTok. There you go.
0: You can always count on Jack to be sharing the uh, the TikToks. And 100% the Doofenshmirtz. I'm too old for TikTok. I felt that in my bones. <laughs> I felt it in my strange. bones. My, we- my weary old bones. I was like, yes, Doofenshmirtz. I agree. <laughs> Where's Perry? <laughs> um, well, I'm not on the TikToks, although everybody tells me I need to. I don't know. Tyler would like me to be TikTok famous uh with with uh stucka the tyrannosaur and his funny voice. I uh, I don't know. Maybe someday. We'll see. Uh I know people that have gone uh I guess TikTok famous and are monetized for like some interesting silly stuff. So it's a it's a a weird universe. But I remember when blogging used to make money. I was in on that for a little moment. Uh all money money revenues dry up when they figure out a way to take the money away from you. Um what else? uh twitter instagram anchor.fm slash laugh dash dash up dash fuzzball if you want to buy a t-shirt tpublic.com slash user slash laugh dash 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 up dash fuzzball uh there will be more shirts coming out this year we'll just we'll see they got to be designed and and compensated and all that jazz and then when two of them sell and it's like four dollars you're like eh was that worth it yes because they're all in my closet i enjoy having the shirts <laughs> If if nothing else i get to wear my own merch merchandising coming soon laugh it up fuzzball the flamethrower uh what i think that's all the things uh of course the facebook group is like the easiest way both jack and Corey are members uh so laugh it up fuzzballs on the book of faces join uh maybe someday there'll be a discord server although i don't know shit about that nor do i know how much it'd be engaged and who would want to do it so i don't know maybe someday we'll see i say that about a lot of things (laughs) for now enjoy the free podcast and uh that's it that's myself mr jack mr Corey, the first born son uh signing off saying we'll catch you on the flip side until there's another episode of the podcast and then uh you'll be listening to jack when you listen to that one too and we say thank you so uh ttfn us uh, j and c and w out